Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellow D-Padders. You are listening to Two Dudes and a Ness. I'm Paul. And I'm Andy. And we are Power Trip Gaming. And we have invaded this episode of Two Dudes and a Ness, the game-by-game Ness podcast. They're covering each game one by one. And that's it. <laughs> Power Trip Gaming is essentially a game-by-game playthrough of the entire NES library. So we are tackling all 678 we are. It, NES cartridges. It took us 12 years to get the entire collection, and we are now playing them one by one to complete each and every one of them. In addition to that, we have also started dabbling into podcasting, which you can find us the podcasting as well as all of the other videos on powertripgaming.tv it'll take you directly to the channel where you can watch all of our other playthroughs and all of our other miscellaneous content as well um, as our new podcast yes but stay tuned because that podcast will be on iTunes and any other iPod iPod uh, any other podcast <laughs> yes podcasting platform platform that was the word Michael leave it in <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you ready to take your NES gaming to the extreme? This is Francisco Ruiz from the Retro Rewind Podcast, and you're not hearing double. This is Two Dudes and a Ness. What's up, man? Oh, uh, yeah, something funny over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about taking my shirt off. I don't know <laughs> what made me think of that. But, uh... <laughs> That's and you're terrible. You are a terrible person. Could it be our half-naked guest? <laughs> Could be. Could be. Half, half, half of the guests. Okay, quarter-naked guest, then, right? Half the guests are half-naked? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, boy. That's right. We've got the uh, Power Trip Gaming guys on tonight, and Andy is shirtless, but uh, nobody knows except for Paul. Andy is shirtless and <laughs> has a shirt on. Yeah. Mm. Join the club. No. <laughs> Maybe by the end. Mm. Hey, uh, Michael, have you seen the uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode yet? Where they go to the dinner party, and Terry's like trying to make sure everybody doesn't act like 
idiots while they're there. <laughs> I have not seen that one. Oh, it's a great, great episode. And what made me think of that is uh, Hitchcock. You know, there's Hitchcock and Scully, which are like the two idiots on the force. Yeah. Well, when they first got to the party, somebody spilled something on their shirt. I don't remember who it was. But Hitchcock was like, oh, do you want, me, you want, you want to take mine? I was going to take it off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good episode. I love it. Oh, man, I love this show. It's so funny. It's very good. Yeah. I just recently got into it. I've actually been referred to it by a couple people, so I gotta. I, I really need to start getting into it. I have Mike and I just started watching it. Yeah. I'm in season two. You're not very far, are you, Mike? Oh, I'm on like episode four, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, very, not very far at all. But speaking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know what's just like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, Metal Storm for the NES. Sure is. Mm-hmm. So futurist. Which is the game we're talking about tonight. Hey. Hey, who, which one of you all wanted this game? Was it, uh, it was Andy, right? Because Paul, well, the only thing he well, requests is Legacy of the Wizard. Yeah, I was going to say, uh-huh. it's, it's actually, it's a good game. So that means that it was definitely uh, requested by Andy. Point <laughs> <laughs> <Like> tastes. <laughs> Think what you want. It's not. It's no legacy of the wizard. <clears throat> Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, I guess we can uh, just uh, crack into it, unless you guys want to talk about something else. A little chit chat first. Uh, uh no, my uh, my my mind is uh, completely blank. Um, something. Something with uh, with Andy taking his shirt off, it just completely erased everything that was in my mind. So. <laughs> okay. well, hey, I did to, see uh... something interesting. I did see something interesting on my drive home today. Okay. Uh, as I was driving home, um, I noticed in the turn lane there was a car that was stopped. And it wasn't turning, even though there wasn't any oncoming traffic. And then when I got up to it, I see that there's a goose standing in front of the car. And this is... I live in a fairly heavily, you know, populated area, and this goose is just standing in the middle of the turn lane, and the car is like honking his horn, and the goose is just like looking at the car. He's like, <laughs> "Go around, <laughs> you can go around." Yeah, I'm standing here. That makes this. me think of Hot Fuzz, like a scene right out of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a swan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Nope, you can go around. Uh, <laughs> they just have, uh, you know, there's uh, no remorse is not the word. No, uh, there's swans. No respect. Yeah, they're disrespectful, you know, uncouth a bit. I just expect you to give them the world, give me bread, and I'll just crap all over your park. You know, it's just not, it's not right. Nothing but a prima donnas. Jeez. That's right. You know who else is a prima donna? Kind of Justin, sounds- when he talks about his history. <laughs> Justin's historical tidbits. Mm, tidbits. And trivia. <laughs> hey, so, uh, there's no sound effects on this for this game that I could find to download. So, I'm trying to make one out of the stage clear sound. There really isn't too many sound effects. I mean, outside of, like your your character blowing up, um, enemies 
blowing up the yeah, all the enemies it. die the same they go yeah, yeah that's it yeah, yeah so anyways I had, I had trouble finding the sound effects to go along with the segment intros so that's why I just screwed that one up everybody <laughs> enjoy that anyways Justin do you have any history for this game Justin are you still here <laughs> okay, Paul and Andy, you got some history with this game? We uh, actually, I I do have trivia. Um, so oh, the game, nice. yeah. So the uh, the Metal Storm was released in uh, the United States in 1981. Um, it was actually developed uh, by a company called Tamtex, which was at the time a subsidiary of Irem, who was the company who actually published the game. Um, and the funny thing is, M. Uh, Tamtex was not; uh, they did not publish another game that was that came out in the United States. No, uh, Metal, was, Storm, Metal Storm was literally the only game uh, that was ever released in the United States that they uh, that they had developed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so Iram, Iram is must be the publisher, right? They are, yes. Okay, because I do know we just, just I just got through playing uh, Kickle Cubicle not too long ago, and that was an Iron yeah. published yep. game. Right, yeah. Yeah, they've done, they actually did quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of games in the, uh, like the late 80s, more of like 87, 88. Um, so they also did Kickle Cubicle, as you said, um, Image Fight, uh, Deadly Towers, Kid Nicky. And actually, Kung Fu. No, I didn't so. say it right. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Why did you? Put... Foo. Okay. Foo with nine U's. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So I rem. I mean, they they've got a pretty good track record. Um, but I think that uh, being as small as they were at the time, and um, even if they had a great game, which Metal Storm was an absolutely great game, but they just did not have the the backing to get it out there. I guess. Ooh. Yeah, that makes sense. Justin, are you back? I think I'm back. <laughs> I guess I think I had some poor internet problems, and everybody sounded like a robot. And then I lost signal completely, and then yeah, so dang Kentucky internet. It was it was probably the goose. <laughs> it may have been the goose. Sabotage. Yeah, he followed me home. He followed me home. Well, anyway, you guys sounds like you covered quite a bit of the history, so I'm just gonna pull up. A trivia game. Yes. Hey. All right. So you guys remember how this works? Uh, each each question will be multiple choice. There'll be four choices to each question. If you think you know the answer, you don't have to wait. You can just say your name. That's how you buzz in, and you can uh, uh, answer the question. Now, these questions are about Metal Storm. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hey, wait, just, hold on just I'm a just saying. I'm just, just clarifying. It's about metal storm. Okay. <laughs> you, got, you got quite the pause there in between uh, metal okay. and storm. Okay. Okay. Just okay. Uh, Question number one. Hold on just a second. Wait, I got to know real mm-hmm. quick. Is it me versus Andy and Paul, or is it every man for themselves? I think we um, usually do. Every man for himself, all right? I think, yeah, Andy is Andy's getting the uh, the confidence boost here that uh, I think it's actually every man for himself. Okay. I put my shirt back on. Yeah, I'm ready really, to go. Yeah, yeah, I really need to just kind of 
Trump on uh, Andy there. You're going to try, Andy. I do do know a lot about Metal Storm. Right. Okay. Well, the first question is about Metal Storm. It says, so Iram is the publisher for this game. Paul. (laughs) You don't even know what the question is. Okay, Paul, what is the answer? So the publisher is Iram, but it was developed by Tamtex. Nope. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Here, here's the rest of the question for Andy and Mike. Aram is known for planned events around what holiday? Is it A, Christmas, B, New Year's, C, April Fool's, or D, Easter? Wow, I have no idea. Andy. Andy? I'm going to say April Fool's for some reason. It, it is April Fool's. Not unlike two dudes. Iram is known for staging elaborate April Fool's jokes. They have since uh, 2000. They've created websites that are usually dedicated to promoting something <laughs> that tends to poke fun at themselves and their games. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's really Yep. So, Andy gets one point. All right. Yeah. The next question. The word metal comes from the Greek word metallon, which uh, means what? A, to mine. B, to conduct. C, to shine. Or D, to mold. Mike. Mike. To conduct. It is not conduct. That was a wild guess. Andy or Paul? Andy or Paul? Uh, Andy. Uh, I think Andy got it. Yeah, he did. I'm gonna say to mine. It is to mine. Look at oh, Andy. Oh. <laughs> All right, number three. Brass is made from combining copper with what other metal? Is it A. Aluminum, B. Zinc, Mike. C. Mike. It's aluminum. It is not aluminum. Are you sure? It's, yeah. <laughs> Unless my <laughs> less my factor. What about uh, read the rest, I'll read the rest of the okay. answers. Uh, B zinc, C platinum, D titanium. Uh, Paul. Paul. Oh my God! I, I just. Uh, I, no, go on and take it so I can get the right answer here. Yeah, Josh. Uh, we'll, we'll just say zinc. It is zinc. No! Oh! <laughs> Lucky guess for the win. I was going for a shutout and it didn't happen. Oh. All right, all right. So we got Andy with two, Paul with one, Mike with zip. All right, what band? <laughs> All right, here we go. What band was Kirk Hammett in prior to joining Metallica? Is it A, Genesis, B, Exodus, C, Leviticus, or D, Numbers? Ball. (laughs) Ball. I'm going to take a stab here and say Exodus. It is Exodus. That was actually my guess, too. Yeah. That'll be my answer as well. Can, All right. I almost feel like I kind of want to share that point then with Michael because no, I mean, don't, don't give me a gimme. It's fine. 
Oh, okay. Well, as long as we took it away from Andy, I'm happy. Yeah, oh, come on. Matters. In the yeah. end, it's going to be me and Paul versus Andy anyways. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, so. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. And number five. What was the longest occurring hurricane? Was it a, or I'm sorry, longest occurring tropical storm? I didn't mean to say hurricane. A, tropical storm Kyle. B, tropical storm John. C, tropical storm Mark. Or D, tropical storm Zach. Uh, I think Paul's got it, actually. Okay. I'm going to go and say C. C is incorrect. No, I said C. Storm. C is a cat. That's what he said. Oh, I thought you said D. Okay. I'm sorry. That's uh, Mike. I just no. handle it. Mike? Okay. I'm going to say this, not because uh, I know it's the correct answer, but because I want to wish my good friend Slapperbags a happy birthday. Tropical Storm John. It is Tropical Storm John, and that was my perfect segue into Slapperbags' birthday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tropical Storm John is the longest uh, occurring tropical storm on record. It w- happened in 1994 and lasted a whole month. And it just circled around in the Pacific and never made landfall. Oh, it never made landfall. Oh, that's, 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 that's a nice storm. Yeah. That was so, Much like yeah. a good friend slapper bags. Right. He just circles around, doesn't, doesn't bother anybody. <laughs> Okay, so Mike, you could cause a three-way tie here. Otherwise, it's Paul or Andy's game to win. Oh no! I I I go for a three-way tie. So one to two to two to one. Yep. Okay. That's great. That's exciting. In which top 100 games list did Metal Storm find itself in? Was it a Paul? IGN. It is IGN. Paul takes the win. Number 46, baby. Number 46. <laughs> All right. Good game, guys. Good game. You know, I knew it was like being respectful, letting him finish the question. You know what? If you had any knowledge of my previous track record and the U Force, I don't want I just know the answer. I'm sorry. Actually, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. All right. Continue, guys. That's fair. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Would you like to? My favorite Irem April Fool's joke was the April Fool's joke of 2004, which was the Irem Burger. And you can go and actually check out the website for the Irem Burger. They made a whole website for like a fast food restaurant. I created around. It sounds absolutely delightful, actually. Yep. That was not real. Anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, okay, Michael, did you have this game, or did you go on a quest to find it? Michael's quest to find the cart. did not have this game i did not go on a quest to find it because i looked up the price and decided it was not worth my time trying to find it for that price <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, uh 
no offense to anyone out there, but uh, I know that how much they love to hear my quest to find the cart. Uh, crap. You know what? How many times have I told you I was just going to make one up if I didn't have one? And yet here we are. I know. Yet again, I'm just being a loser, just telling everybody I didn't get it. Screw the pooch. Every time. Should we just, should we, hold on. Can we just back this up? <clears throat> hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Michael's quest to find the cart. Uh, I did go on a magical quest to find this cart. Uh, magical, eh? Yeah, it's quite magical. See, uh, it turns out uh, David Copperfield has come to town here in Knoxville, uh, and I went to go see him. Okay, now everybody knows he's famous for like making cars disappear, making buildings disappear. Uh, Jess and I, we, we saw him what about ten years ago? Watched him make a car disappear mm-hmm. right there in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So this time, he made a car disappear, but he made it reappear in the parking lot. And the first person to find the car in the parking lot and open the trunk got a copy of Metal Storm, and that was me. <laughs> so, was it? Yeah, is there a lot of people fighting for that and uh, find that car? Yeah, yeah, actually, I mean, a bunch of nerds like me just looking for that, <laughs> looking for that Metal Storm car. You know. <laughs> so there you go. That's my quest to uh, find this car. Okay. But you know who probably has a better story? Uh, these Power Trip Gaming guys, because they, I know they have it. And they probably got some wonderful story about how they bought it or got it. Yeah, no, uh, I, I actually I do have a have a great story. Um, it's one that's um, it, it almost sounds unbelievable, um, but uh, no, it's I had actually found it at a uh, at a video game store, and I was about to buy it, and somebody actually had come in um, at around the same time, and they beat me to it by literally fifteen seconds. So I got really upset that they had bought the game out from under me. Um, I decided to follow them in my car um, just to kind of try to scare them, see if they would just (laughs) relinquish the game. Relinquish, yeah, relinquish the game. Um, But uh, it's no avail. Um, So I actually... um, Wait, you're telling me that didn't work. No, it didn't work. (laughs) No, no. Um, So I just, I I felt really defeated. So I just, I found myself actually walking down a, uh, a dark alleyway. And um, there was a uh, a woman just kind of sitting on the uh, like in the alley. Um, I thought, man, what what is she doing here? And I realized that she's kind of a bag lady, so she was probably homeless. And um, and, and she said, excuse me, sir, can you can you spare any change? And I said, well, a- absolutely, yeah, I can because I, I was going to buy this game and I I, I couldn't because somebody else bought it out from under me. So here, I'm just going to give you some money that uh, that I was going to use to purchase this card. And um, and she said, oh, that's so nice of you. Uh, hold on one second, I have something for you. She went into her bag. Believe it or not, uh, not. was in. There. <laughs> That's, that's my that's 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 my quest to find oh. the carts. I found it from a bag lady. <laughs> bought it from a bag lady, but you didn't even know you were buying it. I know. No, so uh, okay. On a uh, on a more serious note, um, this game I actually I had never personally bought. Um, I honestly I don't think I had ever even seen this game um, in a store. Um, 
at the time that I was looking for it, it was already a $30 to $40 game, and it's gone up since then. Um, and I never found it. When I got to about, I think, 620 or 30 games, um, Andy actually has this game. Well, he had the game, and he said, as part of my contribution to this um if you can get to like a certain amount of games then i'll just give you for my collection what you don't have so that we can put the clutch together and we'll we'll have everything so um so he actually gave me his copy of metal storm to put towards the he, he's still a little bit bitter about it though well i'm more bitter about the fact that you called me a bag lady in <laughs> dark alley for some reason <laughs> thanks <laughs> I mean, I know I was going through a rough patch, but geez, poetic license. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so but I have I've actually never seen this game um, like in the wild when I was collecting. Um, it's only been since um, after acquiring it through Andy, of course, um, that we've seen it pop up here and there at uh, at video game conventions. Yeah. But the price, um, as you said, Michael, it's just it's absolutely astounding. Um, people asking at least three figures for it and it's just it, it's disheartening yeah it's not a that's for sure yeah it's a pretty, i mean from what i understand it's a pretty rare game i mean like like you said you've not ever seen in the wild i've never seen in the wild so yeah and it, 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 yeah and it really kind of goes to show that i mean it was it was irem it was developed by that tam tech so i mean they they couldn't they didn't have the the advertising arm like konami did or capcom so obviously there's less uh, copies of it out there than there would be of like a Mega Man two or Mega Man three, so um, or even a Castlevania at that. So so yeah, it's it's a pretty rare game. But well, I never, I never had it as a kid. Well, both uh, both quests that you uh, came up with there, I don't know which one's the truth and which one's a lie. I'm assuming one of them's a lie. I tend to believe the maybe story. Both. We, we will let the listeners decide which one they think is real and which one is fake. Either way. Confirm nor either story. Either way, you, you've got the game, uh, so that's all that matters. Yep, yep. All He's right. in the Speaking of the game, let's talk about the game. Woo! The Game Discussion. Okay, so you said you didn't have it growing up. Uh, Justin, I don't think had it growing up. I didn't have it growing up. No. But Andy, how did you? You had it in your collection. And you gave it to Paul. Did you have it growing up? I did. My uh, my parents bought it way back in the day. I want to say I got it from a KB Toys. Oh, way nice. Hey, yeah. I miss KB Toys. Pretty sure that's where we ended up finding it. And I, I want to say it was this. Wait, when did this one come out? Uh, 1991. 91? Mm-hmm. I want to say we also got Final Fantasy, even though that was a couple years prior. No, no, it was 1990. That was 1990. 1990. So, I want to yeah. say we picked up this and Final Fantasy at the same time. Wow. So, Quite the contrast. I, yeah, what a, yeah, was, what a uh, trip that was. That was a very good outing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I grew up with it. I remember just the first time I plugged it in, I loved it. Just, it was the cute little robot guy is adorable. So yeah, that was pretty much it though. I mean, it's it was a lot of fun. I loved it growing up. Colorful music was great. 
get to shoot stuff. I mean, what more is there? <laughs> what more could you ask for? <laughs> uh, like uh, I said, oh, you just had to go there. I had to. Well, that's okay. <laughs> um, I will say, this is a complete tangent, but I know there's a lot of Switch owners out there, and this game is a mech game, and I've been playing the crap out of a recent game on Switch. I just want to go on a quick tangent and put a little plug in there for Into the Breach. Have you guys played that one yet? No, I have not. No, I actually saw you playing it the other day, and I was going to ask you how it was, because it looks cool. It's a strategy, right? Strategy yeah, RPG? it's almost like chess with mechs. Checks with what? Yeah, you know, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. You will. <laughs> no, it's like uh, it's, you know, it's like robot chess almost. Because imagine uh, you have you're in charge of the robot guys, the mechs, as they say, uh, and you're fighting these big alien bug things. But it's a turn-based, uh, moving around on the board kind of a deal. But each piece does a different thing. I call them pieces now because I, I keep thinking about chess. But uh, <laughs> like your your guy, you may have a punch, a guy that punches, but it knocks the guy back a space. Or you may have a rocket that can only go arc over top of things. It can't shoot directly. And there's so many different ways to approach the battle. It's really it's really pretty neat. I, I really like it. I haven't been able to put it down since I got it, and I got it like Thursday or Friday, whenever. Pretty close to when it came out. But, uh, I recommend it. And the, the guys, the enemies don't really fight you. They, they try to fight. It's, it's neat because every level is like a town or like a city. And the uh, monsters try to attack the buildings rather than you for the most part. So you're more trying to <laughs> knock them away from destroying these buildings than, than you are trying to keep them from destroying you. They, of course, they attack you too, but it's, it's kind of a, a juggling thing, you know. Because the buildings are actually what give you power for your mechs, and and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's made by the same people that made FTL. So you know how you had to use you had a certain amount of power that you could power different weapons and stuff. Anyways, enough of that. I just wanted to go on a quick little mini Nintendo Switch up episode there for a second because <laughs> since we're talking about a mech game and I've been playing a mech game on the Switch, I thought it would be fitting. Mm. Yeah, it, well, it's it's very funny too because I, um, I mean, seeing the uh, like the the box art and how it's a little tiny mech, um, I didn't know at the time until I was older that uh, the mech. I mean, it looked like if you've ever heard of a uh, Gundam Wing. Um, it actually looks like that that kind of Japanese anime robot. Um, and so, uh, but it's just, yeah, it's, as Andy said, it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> it's very Gundam-like, right? Yeah. 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 I think he looks kind of fat myself. I don't mean to offend the little mech guy, but I think he looks a little fat. Well, I think you offended him. Uh, to be specific, Paul, it would be more in the style of SD Gundam, where they're super deformed, and that's what the SD means, and they're chibi versions of the Gundams. Well, thank you. Well, good thing not, you uncouth monkey. Well, <laughs> actually, we're talking about Metal Storm, and he is a mech, and it's not a Gundam. He is the M308 Gunner, okay? And he's from the 26th century. Stop it. <laughs> That's true. And you can find that out 
from the manual. Yes. Which I have a PDF copy of. Do you guys have a physical copy of this? I Prepare do. for the letdown. I do not have a physical <laughs> copy of the manual. Wow. No, this this game is expensive enough, uh, so this is actually one that I... Of, actually, of the games that we've covered um, with you guys, uh, this is the first that I do not have the box nor the booklet for. I'm really I'm sad. Ju- I was totally I'm expecting just, you to have it. I know. Well, it's I'm useless, just, then. I'm just happy enough to have the game. Well, so nice I'm, talking to you guys. Uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> I am now officially useless. <laughs> but actually, I think we can blame this one on Andy, right? That means a little child yeah, Andy no, threw it totally away. Is. Totally is. Uh, Which means you had the box at one point too. I did. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's that's a painful blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not the first one we've done that too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I will take over then here from this fuzzy PDF manual that's hurting my eyes. Oh, yeah, here's, the, here's the story of the game. The year is 2501, and the dawning of a new century has brought mankind to the brink of disaster. The powerful laser gun on the planet Pluto's battle station Cyberg. Okay, so apparently by 2501, Pluto's a planet again. It's a yeah, planet again. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back and to the. We have a, there's a battle station on it. Yeah. Yes. The Space Force is in full force, and we have a battle station on Pluto. I like it. (laughs) Realistic. This just sounds like something I would have made up when I was in, like, second grade. (laughs) It sounds like something something a second grader would make up. It also sounds like something that could happen this day and age, right? Well, 2501, sure. Yeah. We're almost there, guys. Okay. <laughs> almost there with Space Force. We're going to have a battle station on Pluto in 20-whatever. 2501. Yeah, we'll get there. Just be patient. <laughs> Trump, Trump the 6th. The, uh, Space Force. This is why we have Space Force, people. This is why we need Space Force. I agree. Yeah, all right. So, it was originally designed to protect Earth from hostile aliens. But, due to a computer malfunction, is systematically destroying all the planets in the solar system. Most recently, the Earth nation watched helplessly as Neptune exploded. Ooh, that sounds oh rough. That's terrible. <laughs> this is why we don't need Space Force. <laughs> yeah, scratch, scratch the Space Force. <laughs> Uh, the system's self-destruct device could stop the laser gun, but it has mysteriously jammed and is aimed <laughs> at Earth. Even if the device can be manually activated, there is still only a slim chance that Earth can be saved. Your mission is to enter Cyberg using the most sophisticated weaponry available, the M308 gunner, and unlock that self-destruct device. Course. Oh man! Looks like a space version of the plot to Power Blade. Because in Power Blade, you had to go and activate the self-destruct sequence or something. And oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of what this sounds like. Yeah. Me. Don't you feel like when we were growing up, there was a whole lot of talk about self-destruct modes, and you just don't hear that much about self-destruct modes anymore. First of all, why would anybody need a self-destruct mode? And it just seemed like every there were so many plots centered around my childhood around self-destruct modes. 
Yeah, yeah. And a lot of computer errors. <laughs> that yeah. Malfunctions and right. like Skynet. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well it's well. funny. They, they're actually, yeah, they've, they've kind of backed off on the whole self-destruct idea as a, a video game plot line but i think the uh the idea of a uh, a computer glitch is definitely like it's still <laughs> used it's just because it's more today right it's more relevant yeah now oh, today yeah. than it, it was back then it's learning things oh god <laughs> <laughs> that so, is scary well, now i'm scared to play the nintendo anymore <laughs> <laughs> This is a weird tangent. Have you ever seen the movie Maximum Overdrive? Uh, that sounds familiar. I have not. It's where where Earth gets caught in the tail of like a comet or something, and it causes all electronics to like essentially turn on us. It's like it's, it almost kind of <laughs> reminds me of Tremors, where people are like caught in a gas station, and there's like trucks, like semis and stuff, torturing these people in the gas station. <laughs> yeah. It's the weird, like soda machines just start hucking soda cans at people, and any electronic like, turns on its on its owner, lawnmowers and stuff. It was, it was that's that's what made me think of this. I just want Pepsi. Well, tough. You'll get a Dr. Pepper. I think it shoots a guy in the nuts with a soda can. And it might have been a Pepsi. Think about it. Is this a comedy or is this a horror movie? (laughs) It was one of my favorites. Little little from column A, little from column B. I feel like it's a... I feel like it's a Stephen King movie. It's not a Stephen King Maximum movie. Maximum no. <laughs> It's not a Stephen King. No, that does not sound like Stephen it King. It sounds like a Stephen King no, thing. No, it doesn't. It could be. It, it does well, I do know. I do know that there was an episode of Knight Rider where a hearse was driving itself. And that was pretty terrifying. A hearse? A hearse? Oh, you know who's in this movie? Emilio Estevez. Yep, he sure was. Heck yeah, I think I have seen this movie, actually. And it is Stephen King. And, yep, Andy is right. It was actually directed by him, too. <laughs> Your win is being <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's terrible. It was, it was written by him and directed by him. This may have been his directorial debut. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my God, that was 1986. 1986. I thought it was in the 90s. Nope. Well, hmm. I have to watch day, this. You know? Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> you I guys will find it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. To YouTube. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, boy. So I guess, all right. Um, all right. So I want to turn to you guys uh, to describe what this game is. I will just say it's a side scrolling shooting game, right? But uh, a little more detail. Why don't. Andy or Paul, uh, probably Andy, right? You're the one that's got all the experience with it. Yeah, Andy's got a, a significant, uh, significant more experience than I do with this one. So, wait, wait, time out. I got it. I got to throw one more thing in here. Yes, please. So, it was based on a book by Stephen King, but not of the same name. The name of that book? Trucks. <laughs> trucks. Just trucks. <laughs> Yep, it's called Trucks by Stephen King. Leave it to old Stephen. I swear Stephen King probably got to a point where he's like, okay, I can write about anything, and people are going to buy this, and it's going to be a huge hit. All right, here's my greatest challenge yet. Trucks. (laughs) 
what was that Family Guy joke where he's like, oh, it's a killer lamp, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. It's true, man. Congratulations, Stephen King. You win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so <clears throat> Metal Storm, yeah, it's it's a good way to describe it. It's a side-scrolling shooter-ish. Well, not shooter. It's, it's, got, it's like a platformer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got platforming elements. Yeah, in it. but like the big draw to this game is the fact that you can reverse gravity. So you can walk on the ceilings and all this stuff, which is, from my recollection, it's not really not really a whole lot of games that done that. Um, I think oh, Rad Gravity, Adventures of Rad Gravity kind of did it. There were it was a Mega Man game that did it. There was a Gravity Mega, Man stage. Mega Man Five. Yeah. Mega Man Five did it. But, yeah, yeah. But um, no other game had made it so that like it was actually an integral part of the of the controls and of the the mechanics of the game, where you had to use it in order to beat levels, or <laughs> just using it to like for a stage or like a gimmick or a gimmick or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, you could jump. Obviously, just normally, I think hitting the A button, but then if you held B, if you held up and pressed A, you would flip onto the ceiling. Which there were some enemies that would change gravity with you and all this other stuff. But um, there were stages that were um, infinitely scrolling, like vertically. It was really cool. So I think it was stage two, and yeah, maybe and I think it was every six, other level. And stage six was at least no, because stage four was the uh, the cage. Was the cage? And so you were just in the in the box basically that's so true. it was two and six had that infinite scrolling yeah so there were infinite vertical scrolling stages where if you shot down your shot would come from the top of the screen down it was very very fascinating the way it played it was very disorienting but it was such a cool idea was, that really was never done again yeah no it was very unique yeah. um and it's yeah it's never been done since really yeah, you got some power-ups, you get, like, a shield, you get, like, a wave shot that would go through walls. You can get armor. You get an oh, armor, yeah. which would give you an extra hit, as well as, like, a crush bomb thing that you only yeah. ever saw twice that wiped everything out on the screen. But, and of course, uh, points up. Well, of course, points. Yeah. But I didn't want to collect points. In this game. I don't think points gave you one-ups, though. Nope, not a single one. Cool. Nope. <laughs> just, just for fun. Just, just for fun. Just for <laughs> fun. <laughs> But uh, the game was seven stages long. It was six actual levels, and then the final was like a boss rush where you revisited and fought all six bosses. And then the uh, probably the best boss fight in any game, the laser. was the laser gun that was on Pluto. Yeah, you had to stop it from basically destroying Earth. And it literally consisted of shooting and blowing up four turrets on the missile I don't even think it. Shot I don't even at you. think it shoots at you. No, it just scrolls. The, the the screen scrolls, and you have to destroy it before it. I guess it like crushes you. I don't think it does. I, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. It's like you can't possibly lose against it. No, the screen scrolls only after you've destroyed a segment. Otherwise, right. it literally just sits there. Yeah, it literally will just. Probably one of the most boring final boss fights. Ever, yeah. Other than what you did to Shredder in TMNT One, when you just kind of got him in the infinite jump oh, loop, yeah, and kept trying to jump, around. and I would just hit him. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, yeah, that, that was, was all there. That was just a Paul special there. That was None yeah. The rest of us have been able to repeat that move. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us can't even get past the dam. <laughs> but uh, after you beat the game, there's it gives you a password for a a hard mode, which was pretty common in the NES era. Excuse me, the NES era. 
Not NES. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Not. Right. Yeah, my bad. The NES era. Um, it was kind of just an arranged version. I mean, everything, like the stages were all laid out the same, but it gave you different enemy placements. The bosses had a harder pattern. And it's no joke. Like I felt like it was significantly harder. Yeah. Oh yes. I think we I think we tried after we beat the game. Um, after we stopped recording, we decided to just do level one just to see just how hard it was. And I don't even think we beat level one. Uh, we got to level three, and it took us three hours. <laughs> That's the base That's game itself is really not that terribly difficult. Um, it gives you unlimited continues, so you just kind of keep playing it. I mean, I died a lot. Mostly I died out of just confusion and frustration, I feel like. But, uh, oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah the, game itself, the game itself is not that difficult. The enemies are pretty predictable. I mean, they don't really do much. Um, it's just getting used to the idea of being able to switch gravity that kind of plays with your head a little bit. Yeah, so I, obviously not growing up with this game, I played it as an adult for the first time. And yeah, to me, that was the most difficult part of the game. It wasn't even... The bosses had such predictable move patterns and um, strategies. The enemies and the level layouts were not terribly difficult, but it was just trying to get used to the controls and the mechanics of the of, of the, the gravity, of going up and, and down and and kind of just dealing with that. It was it was the learning curve that was the hardest part of the game. It wasn't anything else inside of it. It's true. Yeah, Very I can, true. I can agree with that. I will say, now, we're, we've been talking fairly glowingly about the game so far. Uh, I will say that I think, whether it's from being overhyped or I don't really know what it is, but I thought this was just... It was okay. I think it, it was above average, but just barely for me. And I think a lot of people maybe just built it up and made me think it was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And <laughs> for me, it was just kind of like, uh, no, it's it's fun, but there were just too many frustrating elements to me. And maybe it was just because I just never that the control scheme and everything just never clicked for me. But like the, I had trouble with. When I would flip, sometimes I wouldn't know what I could land on or where I was going to go because the screen didn't really show you. Sometimes you flip and then you just keep, like on stage two, how it's it's continuously scrolling up and down. I would just flip and never not really know where I was going. <laughs> and that was kind of frustrating to me. And I also was frustrated that the, and I know this is kind of, I mean, a lot of games do this, Contra and whatever, but the power-ups, there were some good power-ups like armor that would give you an extra hit. But you couldn't have it and another power up at the same time, and that was frustrating yeah. to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's doesn't help either that you're it's a one hit kill, and it, you're a pretty big target. <laughs> you're very large on the screen, so it's very easy to die very quickly. So I, there are certain stages where it just feels like you die almost instantly. Yeah. So and, and also it, like the, also the part of what confused me is there's you know there's regular ledges that you can you can land on or, or ceiling a floor, but then there's also these weird arrowed ones that you can go through or something. It was just yeah. It just was just blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> The arrows, yeah, no, the arrows were, were basically telling you that it was kind of like a one-way door where you had to use gravity to jump up or to go onto the ceiling, and then you had to, to jump so that you can get past those platforms and actually land on them um, because they were just basically one-way 
doors, I guess, or one-way platforms. So um, it was, yeah, it, it got confusing at, at times where you were supposed to go, how you were supposed to uh, to, to navigate it. Um, so, I mean, it was very ambitious. Uh, I can't take that away from them for, for that. Um, kudos to them on making it ambitious. But at the same time, it's... It, it really was just a, a really big step that it, it was hard for a lot of people to, I, I think, get used to. Yeah, and um, the ironic part too is that I think this game is more well regarded now than it was back then, and uh, even Nintendo Power really uh, they actually echoed your sentiments uh michael where they really thought that it was kind of middle of the road where it was just maybe a, a little step above but on their scale of uh of their rating scale of like uh, anywhere between zero and five um they gave the graphics a 3.8 they gave the uh the play in, uh, or the the controls uh they gave it a 2.7 so obviously, whoever, so obviously, who was ever playing the uh, the game, they did not like the controls at all because they gave it a two point seven. Uh, the challenge they gave it a three point one out of five, and the fun they only gave it a three point three out of five. So I don't know when people decided that this was just kind of the the diamond in the rough that this was a, a, a overlooked, uh, underrated uh, game, but uh, Nintendo at the time did not think it was. Yeah, I mean, I do think it is somewhat overlooked and underrated, right? Because I think it is a good, a really good quality game. And like, for example, I think the three point eight that they gave it on graphics, whatever you said, I think that's unjust. I think it, this is like five out of five as far as graphics go. I think the graphics in this game are phenomenal. Myself, I think there's, I think these are some of the best graphics on the NES personally. Well, and it, it came out in 1991, so I mean, that was, I mean, they weren't, yeah, they, Nintendo had kind of, uh, or the developers had learned what they had to work with, but I, this still isn't, it wasn't a 93 game or a 94 game, this was 1991, so I mean, this, they still had several years before it was the end of the, uh, of the Nintendo's, uh, life cycle so i mean yeah the graphics that they had were just absolutely impressive uh the mech was was clear as day very detailed um i don't think it was that terribly big but um but the the level designs were absolutely amazing actually that's one of the things that i loved most about the game was the uh the level designs i mean I mean, outside of having to use the uh, the gravity uh, one way or the other, um, I think it's level four that uh, there's a level called the cage where it's literally yes. just a it's literally just a scrolling screen and you're inside a box where that's where all the action happens. And I mean, that's something that we had never seen before in a game. And I honestly, I don't think we've ever seen it since. And it's just, it was just a very clever level design that I think that in that sense this game is definitely overlooked this, um, this game is worth playing just for level 4 all oh, on its own I, I would agree with that I think I really wish level 2 is just for me level 2 is just confusing uh, I, I wish level 2 was placed later in the game rather than where it is because if you level 2 is almost like a level where you need to already be comfortable with the gravity controls because of how confusing it is for me, yep. uh, if they would have put 
maybe four where two is or something. Although four, you need to be pretty comfortable with the gravity controls too because all the enemies that are inside that cage fighting you, you just kind of use the gravity to dodge them. But yeah. still, that, yeah. I think level four would have been a good way to get you used to using them. And then maybe the confusion of level two could have been put somewhere later in the game. Yeah. They had a very similar level in uh, level six was designed the same way, but at that same time level six is near the end of the game so obviously you have a, a, a good grasp on the the gravity mechanics so it's easier to navigate but yeah you're right level two kind of it's baptism under fire is, is what it ended up being so <laughs> yeah and and just to me stage four is just hands down the best level in the game and one of the better levels I've played on an NES game just in general because it's just it's so neat and then something else that helps it is and I don't know how they do this because I don't think the NES is supposed to be able to do this but stage 4 does it and I think maybe stage 3 but the background moves and oh it's the uh, yeah it's the, the uh, what is it the um, simulated parallax uh, movements or something like that it's yeah. not full on parallax graphics but it's something that they had dubbed something else but it's it's like parallax graphics where the backgrounds move but the the, the foreground doesn't it's uh, yeah definitely definitely neat the way that they did it's, that it's, a, it's quite a feat of technology there for, to, for them to have figured something like that out on the NES it, it's something to, it's neat to see on the NES because I really don't think any games other than this game really do that I know some Nintendo later Nintendo published games or developed games had some really neat background movement like Kirby had some nice background movement mm-hmm. um, but this game is was before that and it's it's got some really neat level design back as far as graphics go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even in, in that same vein, talking about the uh, like the level designs. Um, honestly, I think that the, the bosses, even though the bosses are, for the most part, they're they're pretty easy, but um, the boss designs are actually really cool. It really helped to like get into the game and kind of like. I don't know, supercharge your interest in the game because of what you're going up against, like like a, a fusion reactor or a laser cannon. And uh, one of my favorite bosses in the game was in uh, Stage 5, and it was called the uh, the Transformer, where it was three different... Um, it had three different, like, attack forms that it could uh, transform into. And I, I just thought that it it was just very well done the way that they had designed those, those enemies. Yeah, I agree. So... What did you guys think about the music? Well, so, oh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, you know, I liked the music, but it was a little off. Like, especially like level one and the first couple of levels seemed like they didn't really fit with the game. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. I didn't say, I don't think that the music was bad. I just don't know how well it fit, in my opinion. I yeah I would agree. I'm inclined to I, agree. Yeah, I would agree with you. Where I think the as as we were playing it, the music is like it's it's good. It's it's decent. I yeah I wouldn't say it's bad by any means, but it's just it's not something that actually sticks out in my mind. So it's uh, there wasn't I, a huge I, yeah, repertoire. So, yeah, so I feel like it was it was just kind of forgettable. Um, but at the time, I mean, you listen to it and you're you're like, oh, this is pretty cool music. But it's just nothing that's going to stick. It's not a memorable. None of the 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 level uh, songs are are just memorable tunes. 
they're all kind of they're all kind of the same thing. They're all uh, like an epic build up, like dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. You know, it's like yeah, it's yeah. Like a, it's, it's almost like a, I picture like a guy on a horse prancing. You know, like I'm going into <laughs> battle now. You know, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it's like a Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> the, the only thing, the only, the only thing I will say that's different is the. And I heard it a lot because I died a lot. But the game over screen, I love that song because it's, it's yeah. so sad. It, sound, it really does sound like the world. <laughs> the laser from Pluto just zapped me, you know? Yeah, you let the world down. And this is this is the cries of the entire population of Earth singing to you right now. <laughs> yeah, Justin, the, the first level song is so upbeat and it just doesn't makes sense <laughs> earth is about to, to, to be blown up by a, a laser that is malfunctioned because of technology and yet it's like yeah, oh, yeah. going to war to stop the war to, to stop the destruction of the earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 i agree there it is. in the background <laughs> Oh, Let's see. I don't know. What have we not covered? I guess we pretty much covered everything. What was um? What did you guys think about the power up system? I mentioned a little bit about it. How I I like the power ups. There's some neat ones like the gravity fireball, where you turn in a fireball when you go up and down. Yeah, um, and that's very useful because you're invincible while you're in the fireball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even hate me uh, trying to get like if you saw a bullet coming at you, you could kind of fireball through it and be like, ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, they're really only... I mean, you had the shield, which was nice to deflect bullets, but not too many things, especially some of the bosses that didn't really do anything. But the wave shot was really the probably the best overall because it was so powerful and it could go through walls. So it allowed you to hit obstacles that were... Because I, I want to say in level 5, where it's the... It almost looked like battleships or whatever. It was the vertical scrolling one, the second vertical scrolling. That was in 6. Was that 6? Yeah, that was There six. were some enemies that were actually encased in hard, like, platforms that with a regular gun you can't shoot through. So oh, you yeah. needed the wave shot to actually kill those enemies. Yeah. yeah. It just so, seemed the, to me like they should... Because the, the power-ups were so different... It seemed to mm-hmm. like they should have allowed you to build them up. Like if you get, if you get the power beam or whatever it was called, the wave shot and the gravity fireball, you should be able to do both. I agree. I, I yeah, think, I just think that would have made more sense. But I don't know. I digress. It's just I'm nitpicking now. Your, your default shot is so weak. Like it just it takes forever to kill anything. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't. It wasn't conducive to having anything else other than like the power shot or whatever. And, uh, and to me, it just, uh, I mean, no, I don't think I'm, I'm necessarily nitpicking, but I just, I feel like there, there could have or should have been a, just a little bit more variety, or at least make more items that were useful, because you, the, the different power-ups that you have, you have, of course, the point pickup, which is completely pointless, ironic. <laughs> um, no, I saw what you did there. Yeah. But uh, you've got that, you've got the armor, you've got the, uh, the, the wave shot or the power shot, um, and then you've got that, that uh, the, is that the crash then? When yeah. you can, when you can, uh, the fireball? Gravity stuff? fire. Yeah. Gravity fire, yeah. Um, but it literally takes you only going through maybe like one or two levels to realize the only power-ups you ever want to pick up is the wave shot and armor. Like, everything else is just kind of pointless at that point. Um, and Michael, to your point, is because of 
the fact that you can't have both the the fireball um, gravity with the wave shot. So it's like you have to pick one or the other. And unfortunately, the wave shot is what ends up being more important down the road. So it literally just comes down to those two items. Um, and so I just I felt like there could have or should have been a little bit more variety than that. Kind of felt like spread shot in Contra. <laughs> really, other than spread, why would you ever why? want anything else in Contra? You wouldn't. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. Except Fireball. Yeah. Best. Did you guys ever have any issues with running out of time? I don't think no, so. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. think so. They, uh, yeah, they they give you plenty of, of time. Although I, no, I don't think that there was even any close calls where we were down to like twenty or thirty seconds. Yeah, I feel like hard mode cut your time. Yeah, hard mode. I think they. Yeah, it, it was hard to the point to where yeah, you had just enough time to like beat the enemies and beat the level. Well, hard mode, you had to be so methodical yeah. in the way that you played yeah. that it, you you were under that time constraint mm-hmm. because you kind of had to sit there and make sure you knew what was coming around the corner. So you kind of had to inch your way through the level as opposed to normal where you just could just kind of run yeah. and gun. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think we ever ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, just wondering. I won't say whether or not I did now then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> curious. Oh, why why did you bring that up? <laughs> I'm not very good at these games. I don't know if anybody knows that. Uh, anyways, well, okay. So, what did you guys think? What do you think? Is it worth it, uh, Justin? Well, do you know how much it goes for? Um, I've seen some people say like seventy nine dollars, um, but you can see it go up to three figures. Um, I say we probably ought to call it about a hundred. Just call it an even hundred bucks. Yeah, that's probably smart. So. Or if you're finding it at uh, at conventions with the the inflated con, uh, convention price, um, probably looking upwards of like maybe one hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah, I guess if you can find it. If yeah, if you can find it, is it worth uh, it? Yeah. Do you think it's worth it? Bob? Well, see, this is one of those tough games where it's because the price has inflated to such a degree. I feel like it's. It's hard to justify saying that it is worth it um, because, I mean, the game itself, when it came out, was 40 or $50. Um, so you're, you're literally paying double the price of what the game was when it first came out. Now, is the game worth $50? Absolutely. I think it's, it's a definitely a unique game, um, and and I would, I would definitely have paid what the original price was of the game, but when you start getting into $100, $120, it's it's so hard to justify it, especially since, I mean, the game is actually, it's, it's pretty short. It's a pretty short mm-hmm. game. The music is meh. It's middle of the road. Um, the controls are basically what make this game stand out and what makes it unique outside of every everything else, um, because it's just there's nothing else quite like it, but is it worth the price that it's going for now? I honestly, I don't think so. No, I just don't think that there's enough substance to justify how high this game is going for. Even if it's a rare game, rare doesn't always necessarily mean valuable. So that's true. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I, I don't. I, I don't think that there's enough here to to justify the price. Now, maybe I don't know. It's kind of hard if you put yourself in the mindset of like. 
is it worth fifty dollars as a fifty dollar video game in nineteen ninety one time? Maybe, but I think right now, not so much. Well, compared to what you can get nowadays from a video game, yeah, as, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. It's true. I mean, yeah. if you if you're just thinking of NES games only, this game is a pretty unique game, and, and it's one of the better. I'd say definitely above average games on the NES. But if you look at this game compared to all games in the world and are expecting to, it to be worth the amount that it's it's going for, then it's really hard to quantify that. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, this, this game... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, personally for me, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. And I, I think... Um, I think it's worth trying it if you want to demo mode it, if you can even do that anymore. Uh, but uh, just the hype, it was overhyped for me, and I just, I actually really came out of this disappointed. Uh, I really was expecting to like it more. That's fair. <laughs> Especially, too, with, with it being as expensive as it is, if somebody's looking to get this. Like, yeah, you're right. It, this game, to me, it, like you said, Paul, is extremely short. I mean, the, you could probably finish this game feasibly in about 20, 25 minutes. It, well, maybe a half hour. If you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, we, we took, what, 45 minutes? But that's because I... You were fumbling around. I was fumbling around, but I had rarely... Like, I, I think I played it once before that. Yeah. Um, okay, I, and if, and if, just so everybody knows, if you're bad at video games like I am, uh, it'll take you about an hour and a half. This game kind of falls into the same category as like uh, Power Blade. Power Blade is it's a great game, but I mean it goes for about forty seven dollars now loose, which that game is incredibly short. Mm. Like I want to say it's only five or six levels, and then like the final level, and you could easily beat that game in about a half hour. Which at that point, fifty dollars really is just not not worth what you get yeah i mean it's still a great game but i honestly for metal storm i probably wouldn't have gone above maybe like 30 or 40 bucks yeah 100's kind of pushing it well you know it's you know what's funny is that uh if uh if somebody is i mean if somebody is trying to collect every game that's out there every nintendo game that's out there obviously this is one of those that you're gonna have to kind of tackle and, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get it but i would almost say uh if somebody is thinking about getting this um consider trying to find a copy of uh, nintendo power uh volume 22 because the cover story was metal storm and um it's got a 12-page strategy which actually lists all of the levels out from and with strategies from level one to level six so you get to see what you're getting into and what the game is about um and it's going to cost you a fraction of the price that metal storm does so that's good right. so do you guys have any trophies Retrofitted trophies. Anybody come up with any trophies? Absolutely. I, I, I did, and Andy called me an overachiever. Yes, you are. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Megan is I only got, I, I've got five. Calm down. That's, <laughs> that's still like twice as many as I've got. Actually, I, say, I, got three. I don't have to have, so 
Yeah, Andy grew up in Okay, all right. Well, then uh, kick us off there, Paul. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> I'm just uh, uh, okay. I just don't like being showed up, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, you know what? what? If we're ever invited back for another game, I will purposely only have one retrofitted trophy for it. Okay. <laughs> Justin and I typically bring two to three, so if you can just stay around the one to two range so we make us look good, then uh, that'd be great. You got it. Absolutely. So uh, so my first uh, retrofitted trophy is uh, it's called Sharpshooter, and that is die by getting shot while having a shield. <laughs> and the reason I created that is because it actually happened to Andy. <laughs> Come on now, why you gotta sell me out like that? <laughs> he uh, he had a he had a shield which actually stops projectiles from hitting you, and somehow the bullet found that sweet spot right <laughs> perpendicular to him, and it ended up killing him. <laughs> and I just thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah. Thanks, appreciate it. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Good job. Do you want to go so we can even it up? Oh, I guess I'm going. Um, My first trophy is called All Natural, and that is beat a boss with no upgrades. Just your shit. Nice. Okay. Uh, Alright, Justin, go ahead. Uh, Mine is uh, Metallica Storm, and that is mute the, the game and just listen to Metallica while you play the video game. <laughs> that's nice. I like that actually. Yeah. That's, that's nice. a good one. I've done, I've done other video games. That is a so good Cap- idea. Castle Quest, I I had to mute that that music. I could not listen to it for as much time as I put into that game. What? I always muted the TV for that. Yeah, you had to. I had to. So, uh, so Michael, do you want me to give my? Uh, my second trophy then uh, I'll go ahead and give one of mine oh. and then you can go to yours uh, mine is called uh, Ripley and to get Ripley you just have to collect the one up that's it that's what? nothing, <laughs> that's it. nothing <laughs> special really except for uh, Ripley from Alien had a mech so you'll notice the theme here in a minute you'll notice the theme here in a minute oh I get you <laughs> I suppose it would have helped if I had seen the Alien movies. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> I, I haven't watched a lot of things. But apparently you can pull out Maximum Overdrive, <laughs> but nobody has seen, like literally three people have seen that movie. That's because I'm like the king of B-movies. I love B-movies. Those are like guilty pleasure. And you apparently know like specific Gundam model numbers or something over here. Whenever uh, Paul was trying to bring it up, can I say I like to fight against the machine? I'm not a not a follower. I don't watch mainstream. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so my uh, my second trophy is uh, it's called wait what, and that is beat the fusion reactor by making it self destruct. Yeah, there's a trick against the very first so, boss. Yeah, so the very first boss, literally, you can find a blind spot so that you could literally just stand there without getting hit by any of his bullets. And if you wait exactly five minutes, the boss just self-destructs. It kills itself. Really? I did not know yeah. That. Yeah. Five full minutes. Five full minutes. <laughs> I learned that from Nintendo Power. 
Thanks, <laughs> Nintendo Power. The first boss <laughs> truly yeah. does not take five minutes. No, it does not. The first boss you could probably destroy in about twenty seconds. So, yeah, it, it actually like takes a longer of time. It says, didn't it give you that strategy if you were struggling with the boss? Yeah, but it's it's a cool trick nonetheless. Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like there was another game where you, where that was a thing, where the boss would, like, just give up I, if you let it go. I don't recall what, if <sighs> any, did that. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of games over the years that have done those things. Yeah, like, of course, none come to mind right now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I knew another one. Michael, what is your evidence for that? <laughs> uh, some listener out there is going to help us out, I think. Yes, I please. I, I'm not. Nothing's coming to mind for me either. Dang. I bet you. I bet you. Aaron's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's like game A, game B, game C, <laughs> all the way through game Z." Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron knows everything. This guy. This guy loves. <laughs> that guy loves Home Alone for the NES. He said, "Yeah, that's like one of his." If, if there was a. If you had to beat a game or you were gonna die, Home Alone, Home Alone. was his choice. He picked Home Alone. That. Literally sadistic. That is sadistic. Ridiculous. What a oh, guy. Well, he does co-host that Genesis Germ show, so... Yeah, he does. That's why I try... I try to avoid the, the germ word as much as I can. That's why I call it Diamond in the Roughs instead of uh, Hidden Germs. Hidden Germs. Hidden germs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. All right, I guess uh, my second trophy is Masochist in the Making, and that is beat level one on hard mode. Mm. Yikes. Because it's very rough and very hard, and you really have to be a, uh, a lover of pain to put yourself through hard mode on this game. Yeah. Whew. All right. Uh, my uh, next one is Neil deGrasse Tyson. This is all your fault. And that is not beat the game, and Pluto destroys Earth. Oh, <laughs> you think Pluto's fun. upset because it's, it got called not a planet? And that's yeah, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was one of the ones that was involved in dethroning it from a planet, so it's his fault. Was anyone else ever angry that Pluto was declared not a planet? I mean, I wasn't angry, but I was definitely sad. We grew up learning that Pluto was one of the planets. It was part of that. My <laughs> what very, are those called? My very, my very mother. Just my very educated those. mother just served us nine pizzas. Yeah, and now oh. she served us nothing. Yeah, what can she serve us if not? <laughs> if there's no pizzas, what what is there? You just got served. Uh, that maybe that's now the new one. She just served us. Like ah oh, crap. <laughs> mom showed up and mom just served us. <laughs> mom just served us. We got served mm, by mom. Ouch. That's terrible. Yeah. I, I thought Pluto deserves to be a planet, so that's just me. Yeah. Very unpopular opinion, apparently. <sighs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I can I can go with my uh, my third one then. Um, is uh, climb aboard the Gravitrain, and uh, it's get killed ten times by the trains in level three that are on the track and I uh, decided to do this one because I'm pretty sure I got this trophy during our playthrough of it because the trains killed me quite a few times yeah I mean they tell you where they're coming from 
and where they're going, I, and somehow you still got killed. I them. panic easily. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh, so my last trophy. How many have I done? Let me see where I'm at here. Uh, yeah, I'll call this my last trophy. Uh, my last trophy is beat it on hard mode. And, uh, that is the <laughs> crank body. Nice. I like that. I had a couple more, but they weren't as funny as the crank body mech, so. Well, that's all I got. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, my fourth one is called the Trifecta. And that's defeat Transformer at the end of level five, uh, just because he was my favorite boss. Um, and then uh, my last one is, uh, is that all you got? And that's beat the laser weapon at the end of level seven, because it's it's a very anticlimactic fight if you've ever made it there. Yep. I really wonder if you that time there. I, I, I don't think so, because during all of the the final, the, the, uh, what is it? The awesome. alert, the alert, uh, screens and stuff like that. The time just goes away. Timers go away. I suppose so, it's true. If you can sit there for yeah. five minutes and let the first boss explode. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So yeah, those are my trophies. That's all I got. Pretty good guys. Pretty good. All right. So let's, uh, what about the, uh, game rating? G -g game rating. How do you guys want to rate this game? Oh boy. <laughs> Stephen King movie. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh. All right. Who wants to go first? The Stephen King movies. Um. Hmm. Well, I only know two Stephen King movies. <laughs> Maximum Uh I'll go first. Here, I'll go first, guys. Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah. With, I'm gonna go with it because, much like this game, I feel like it, the movie, was overhyped or a miniseries movie, whatever it is, was overhyped. Uh, and uh, once I saw it, I really didn't think it was that good. Which I like. In hindsight, I think this game's pretty good, but much overhyped, just like the movie hit. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that the end of it was very disappointing because all of a sudden he's a big spider. Yeah, like yeah. what? <laughs> <Just> very, <laughs> uh, very like what just happened? Mm -hmm. Much like yeah, that was... into this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great if the missile? thing was actually just a spider you had to hit it in the <laughs> it would probably be better actually yeah. <laughs> it would have been more exciting oh <laughs> uh, yeah shoot well now I only know maximum I, overdrive I, I, well there you go a B movie with trucks <laughs> well, that's, why I had, that's why I had to jump in there because when I heard you knew it I was like oh he's going to steal mine mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's yeah and it was what I was thinking of too but um, I mean we can make it a unanimous it depending on what Justin yeah, well, 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 I, I, I will be I will be ready uh, just give me give me two seconds here you're looking up Stephen King movies I'm, you? I am most certainly not I don't know what gives you that idea The Shining well, was, I would uh, not, no, because I was thinking that and I would never compare this game to The Shining. <laughs> I'm going to go with 
Pet Cemetery. Yeah. I was going to go with Pet Cemetery just because it's a good idea, but the movie was kind of a flop. Yeah. And it, like, it, it was a good book, but uh, the movie was did not live up to the hype. That's a good one, actually. I like that one. Hmm. Was it Pet Cemetery 2 was better, anyway? It, it might have been, but I'm actually... Okay, I think I'm going to compare this, this game to... Cujo. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because, well, everybody loves Cujo or they think, oh, that was a terrifying movie with the demon dog. Um, demon dog. No, it really was. Like, people love that as a, as a horror movie. Um, Stephen King has went on record as saying he doesn't remember writing Cujo because he was completely, he was, he, he was a, a very, uh, very bad alcoholic at the time and so he has no recollection of even writing Cujo but he was still capable of writing a masterpiece I guess and so I I really feel like I really feel like I had an idea of what I was saying and then it just (laughs) (laughs) so basically saying to enjoy this game you gotta be drunk it helps. It might help, but I would not. I would not uh, recommend that to anybody uh, who is listening to this. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I think it's 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 a good game that uh, I think people have come to love and enjoy. But when it really boils down, it was created by a drunk who just got lucky. That's all I got. That was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> you know what? I gotta find. I gotta find the bag lady, and I gotta give this game back to her. Speaking of bag lady, uh, Andy. <laughs> oh, I'm oh kidding. boy. I'm just kidding. I was not. Anyways. <laughs> no, so, that's fair. So is everybody, uh, everybody gave their rating. Okay. You know what? I just realized I didn't post feedback on this episode, did I, Justin? Yeah, we don't have any feedback. I noticed that right before the episode. Oops. Oh. Apologies, everyone. Let's so, see. Uh-oh. Let's see what we can. Hold on. Paul, are you going to post feedback? No, I'm not going to post <laughs> feedback. <laughs> As, uh, uh, so that makes for a very awkward ending to a podcast. But yeah, we're, we're pretty much over here. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Normally, it's been another. Oh wait, we did get one piece of uh, feedback. Hold on, it's just come in. Oh, oh. We just we just got a phone call. Let's see here. Who is it? Please tell me who it. I wonder who, who it I is. Think. Please. Mm, I don't know. Who could it oh, be? Oh, I think I know, and I'm I'm getting really excited. Suspense is killing me. Here it is. This, this is a, a voicemail uh, left by us in the last three seconds. They must have heard that we didn't have any feedback. <laughs> this is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top 10. Wow. Leave it Another to top 10. Disappoint the NES or the Nests. Yeah, gamers. get it right. Come on. I love it. We're oh. supposed to be any. Get oh, no! <laughs> We're supposed to be Nest Professionals. Uh, 
I swear, Nick Stevens, his uh, his top ten has at least fifty games in there. And they're all <laughs> yeah. the guys at this point. And they're all and they're all Nintendo games too. It's ironic. I, I hope that the uh, I hope that the, uh, the the podcast that he's a part of that talks about a certain Sega system, uh, they don't catch wind of uh, of of his changing of the tides. I hope not. They they may kick him off the show. <laughs> what a traitor! Yeah, no, it's it's, but it's great for us NES players. There you go, nice job. I don't think he's a traitor. I think he's just he has a love and it's just so deep that he can't. Yeah, he can't help it. He can't help it. So, uh, so we got a uh, let's see a a, a, a a comment left five years ago, um, and this person they they uh, it was left on ebay but i think they meant to actually leave it for uh the the nest dudes um it, it, it says um he looked up ebay reviews <laughs> it says hidden gem for the nest system great gameplay good music kind of a cross between metroid and contra if you can imagine that um another uh comment that was also left for you guys um nine months ago um <laughs> says best game ever it's my favorite game of all time happy to have it com- uh, complete in my collection wow that's wow, wow. That's amazing wow. oh and then and then we even got uh, one person from uh, from Canada uh, left a comment four years ago for you guys um, <laughs> it's Satan's uh, butt hard I like how your games are completely <laughs> priced to Canada. Thanks, eh? Nice job reading the first one. I'm not going to... No, no. It's a family-friendly show. I'm not going to read that. It's funny you... It's funny you found some some, uh, some feedback because I actually found a couple pieces of feedback myself. Hey, excellent. Cool. Uh, okay, so this this is a feedback. This guy says, this game is one star out of five. This is not my Whoa. idea of a good buy. It's a U-build. Parts missing hardware, damaged door, sent for replacement part, received the wrong part after watering two weeks. Again, I work spent to install the door only to find out the main Z-bar is damaged beyond repair. Oh no, I'm sorry, that was that, that, that was a that review was... For, a, for a metal storm door. Yes. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, sounds like it's a new... His, his 308 gunner is... Uh... His M308 gunner is uh, not doing so well. Yeah, that was actually just a review for a, for a metal storm door. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> nice. All right. This is getting a little bit off the rails. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I went down that road. Well, well on that note. Way to bring it, Paul. I'm hey, you know, <laughs> try to bring my A game to, uh, to everything. <laughs> well, uh, it was good having you guys on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming oh, on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's always a fun yeah, time. Yeah, no, uh, we we definitely enjoyed doing this. We're so thankful for you guys uh, inviting us on and having us on for multiple games. Uh, even with my bad track record of games that I've requested, um, and, and you still decide to have us back on. So, uh, so the thanks is is all from us. So, thank well, you very I, much. I think guys. it's your turn next time, and so you may have a chance to redeem yourself. Since Andy picked this uh, one, next time uh, you'll yeah. come on, it'll be your turn, and you can redeem yourself. Oh, Wayne's world is coming. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> Total Recall? You guys do that one? Oh, <laughs> boy. Maybe I'll do. You know what? All this talk about these these crappy games makes me feel like the next game just I cover should be Mother <laughs> Cubert. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. That was that was excellent. So until next time, guys. Uh, how about a little uh, Cubert music? <laughs>